The Agenda. Agenda one. Kia ora, Sam. Uh, so agenda number one today, uh, you mentioned it uh, in your little intro there. Uh, Sale GP has pretty much uh, dumped Auckland as a potential venue. Auckland Unlimited says the event is off because the unavailability of Wynyard Point land as a spectator facility proved, and I quote, too big a barrier. Sale GP statement to SENZ today says they are still working with local and central government agencies to make it work, potentially at another locale. Uh, is this a case of Auckland giving yourself an uppercut, Sam? As to me, reading between the lines, bureaucracy is playing at point here and Sale GP's just said, okay, Auckland, see you later. We have seen historically, haven't we, a lot of great events uh, falling through the cracks, lost to Auckland. Um, the number one thing that comes to mind are the, the street race that we were hoping to see in the supercars that never eventuated, uh, held back by red tape. Listen, I feel for um, Tataki Auckland Unlimited here, that is the, uh, the, um, the event arm of Auckland Council. They have been severely restricted. Basically, earlier this year, they just had to stop booking events. They couldn't do what they needed to do to bring events to this country because the budget had run out. Uh, Mayor Len Brown's been looking to uh, tighten that belt and uh, you know, Auckland Unlimited definitely felt the pinch with that. Now, I don't know how much uh, of this comes down to budget or just that logistical red tape of making it work, but this is an event that should never, ever have fallen off the calendar. It's, I know it's not an earth-shattering one. It's not the America's Cup, Brad. It's not something that's going to bring in uh, millions of tourist dollars uh, when it comes to town, but it's part of what makes a city like Auckland a place to be. You have events there, things happen there. If you don't have those, then what do you have? What what can Auckland hang its hat on like that? Mm. We've seen so many other cities around the country, whether it's sporting events uh, or whether it's just community events, artistic events, concerts, whatever you want to view it as, we're seeing a lot of other areas of New Zealand step up their game in a big way to make themselves a destination. Auckland as a destination needs events on a regular basis, and this one just seemed custom-made. So I'll be intrigued to find out the, the finer details when it comes up, but it is it is a blow for uh, for those who, who love to just to go to things and, and be part of things and see the big sports come to the big city. It's extremely frustrating, Sam, because i got friends of mine that went to Littleton for the Christchurch, uh, the event in Christchurch last, uh, was it this year? Uh, early this year. And they said it was fantastic. Like, it was just a really good event. It brought a lot of people into the, into the city. They, they had a great time. And look, Auckland is the city of sales. It's made for events like Sale GP. And I just wonder, and you mentioned his name before, the mayor, I wonder if that's a little bit to do with it and for me it's if an event like sale gp which is a big sporting organization now it's uh probably the most important sailing event outside of the america's cup and it happens on a regular basis they want to come here it's like the formula one on the water and we're like yeah you know uh we can't really give up this little bit of land over here for your people to to sort of view the races from so you know what we're just going to put this one in the two hard basket that really frustrates me immensely well you can also you can absolutely, without question, Brad, pitch this as uh, an event with, full of America's Cup sailors. Yes, it's not the America's Cup, but Joe Average, if they hear that uh, America's Cup superstars, uh, Burling and Chuka there, taking on the Aussies, all that type of stuff. There's, there's so, well, Spittle, exactly. There's so much to better work up into this event um, that people can get their head in their head on because we know we're not going to see the America's Cup here maybe ever again. 
potentially. I mean, if, it, if, it, if we can't afford it now, suddenly it, we, I don't expect New Zealand to start digging deep into the coffers to bring those events here in the future, unless uh, unless Christopher Luxon's got a, a real rager for that one. But it's 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 hard to it's hard to imagine, and seeing these ones slip, it's just another um, unfortunate blow for what is a wonderful sailing legacy. What I will say is, national party voters and national party politicians love sailboats, so I wouldn't uh, rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out, Sam. Agenda two. This was some really cool news today. So I guess this is the first uh, piece of the puzzle uh, regarding the All Blacks coaching staff uh, from the recently concluded World Cup. Greg Feek has linked up with the Blues. The Blues quietly assembling Sam one hell of a coaching staff under new coach Vern Cotter. So Jason O'Halloran, Craig McGrath, who's been coaching Auckland at a very high level, Paul Tito, yes. and Greg Feek. That is an ace staff that Vern Cotter has assembled for his debut season as a super rugby coach. Um, and, and a cool story for Greg as well, that he's reinvesting back into New Zealand rugby, um, despite the fact that he's no longer with the All Blacks. It still blows my mind, because if, if you just take it back a decade, maybe a little bit further, if I told you that a dyed-in-the-wool Cantabrian personality like Greg Feek <laughs> would ever be coaching the Blues, he would have been you know, frog-marched down to a, a, a Canterbury court and asked to deal with treason charges. But you know, it's becoming quite the uh, the method now. We've seen, uh, of course, Leo McDonald come up. If, if he was going to do it, anyone would. But I, I really like this team. And do you know what I like most about this team, Brad? It feels like a complete clean sweep here. This is a, a Blues team that wasn't terrible, right? The Blues were not in a in a shocking state with Leo McDonald at all. Yeah, but finished fourth. But this is a to build. Just yeah. a chance to build. And, and they've got something new and fresh. New voices for the players. New approach. Some new players in there too. So I'm I'm okay with this. I, 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 I've got a high regard for all those. Like you said about Craig McGrath, I think he's got a really high rugby IQ. I've got a, a lot of reps on him. And Greg Feek has, has been there, done that now. And he brings a great amount of experience into a pack that just needs a little edge, just needs a little hardening to be able to be uh, achieving what this blue side we know can and, and what and what the city would really love to i mean listen you don't find anyone wanting to see the uh, the warriors do better than me but i'll tell you what a city that has the warriors firing and the blues firing it feels like it's been a long time since we've been anywhere near that category so bring it on yeah indeed sam couldn't agree with you more the blues. Agenda three. All right, Fox Sports' Carissa Thompson admits she falsified sideline reports, essentially fabricating comments from coaches, and uh, this to me um, screams of ooh all over it. And I remember uh, I, one time in my life I did sideline commentary in a previous life for radio sport, and the great Nigel Yeldon said to me, I said, what do I do at halftime? And he says, look, just try and grab a coach, but if they don't, if you don't get them, you know, don't make up something. Like he literally just said, just just say, I wasn't able to catch up with the Blues coach, but Scott, but you know, Todd Blackett has said this. He, you know, he said, don't make up, don't misquote them. That was the one piece of advice he gave me, uh, and and I, I followed that advice. And, and for me, this story is extremely frustrating as someone who cares about journalistic integrity that she felt she was under so much pressure to deliver like halftime uh, reports or whatever that she basically came out and, and said that generic, uh, you know, like they've got to do better on defense type of job. Uh, this is pretty gross and it makes you wonder how much of this stuff goes on um, around the world in sport. Listen, I, I'm here as, uh, as host of the show, but for those who don't know my 
uh, backstory. I've been working within sports media in New Zealand for 22 years. I've been uh, in a range of positions and the journalism side of things. I, I, I'm proudly a sports journalist. And I can tell you when I started, it's a tradition and a position that people had a lot of respect for. Sports journalists today get absolutely flogged on social media. And there are some reasons for that that are fair through some who do a, 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 well, a shithouse job or a, a job that, uh, that, that muck rakes or just throws rumours and speculation out there. I've always hated that. I've also been in positions uh, of uh, leadership where, and I can tell you, at organisations I've been at, not once have I ever heard somebody say, oh, if you can't do it, fluff your way through it or just make something up or this is the agenda of our organisation. All the stuff you hear thrown at sports reporters. So I this story rankles for me in such a massive way brad now she is not a sports journalist quote unquote right in the context she's not a uh, she's a presenter and but this is part of this is still sports media this is still sports journalism she makes actually no apologies for this she says well you know, I, I didn't well it's not what they said it, it, i was helping them out this is what they would have said uh surely if they'd said i just made my observations on the game and said coach so-and-so thought this and that now, she's one person, and yeah, you just make you wonder what's going on. But what about all those people who put, who work their ass off? One of them being uh, a host of uh, this show, Kirstie Stanaway, who is an incredible journalist with a great thriving desire to uh, to do better. She always pushes herself to the next level. Same thing with Kimberly Downs, who hosts this show on a Friday as well. She is a great journalist, and when she's presenting uh, and out in the field, she does staggering work. People like Christina Eddy. You can rankle off Courtney Tyree. They're there on the sideline trying to make this work and giving it a hell of a nudge and have incredible integrity. And their names are besmirched by this one person prepared to come forward and just offhandedly say, I made things up. It is a, an absolute bl uh, blow to me that somebody can do this. And I can't believe that she's been so nonplussed about it. But it's part of what those who want to fire barbs at sports media hang their hat on. Well, these guys, they just make it up. It's just all opinion-based. They don't know anything. And they say, you know, there's the access to um, we're getting now through social media, Brad, right? We're hearing the athlete side mm. of things. But that is, that is yes, a, a straight from the athlete. There's no filter in that context. But it's not the full story, as is anyone's Instagram accounts. It's like, you know, if you follow most people's social media, you presume they never have a bad day. You presume that uh, every day is a great hair day and, and no one ever uh, cussed them out or gave them uh, drama for their mistakes over that period. So... Uh, the sports media to me is, is completely essential. If you listen to ECNZ now, it's because you want to hear what's going on and you want to hear it from people who know what they're talking about. I've got a strong opinion, at least. You don't have to like them. You don't have to be friends with them. You don't have to want their, uh, their state to be the, um, the the be all and end all. And you might, in fact, listen just because you argue with them. But there's a, this station is, is filled with great broadcasters and great journalists who get their names dragged through the mud through someone like this who just doesn't give a toss. Uh, and I'm I'm thoroughly sick of it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and you know, I've got a love for sports journalism as well, Sam. You know that. Um, you know, I've been in this industry for not as long as you, mate, but, but getting pretty close to it. And, yeah, just uh, this sort of thing grosses me out. And just to think of what... You know, like, I'm pretty sure a coach would prefer uh, Coach A said no comment rather than Coach A says they need to work a little bit on their defense and their fourth down options or something like that, right? Like, you do, you cannot in this industry, on like, uh, on purpose, misquote someone or, or, and, or, or put words in their mouth that they never even said. You cannot do Absolutely. it. And this is where the whole mistrust um, on a wider scope, not just in the sport media here, but on a wider scope, this is where the mistrust of the wider audience has come into play in the last sort of decade, Sam. 
Oh, absolutely, Brad. Uh, no question. And and I will look. There is a lot of clickbait headlines out there now in the world of, of media in general. Uh, the way the media has evolved in that context uh, is frustrating for someone who's a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, and I, you know, you want to, you know, you want your story to be read uh, and the sub editor can uh, once one time when at the stage when uh the captaincy went away from steve price to simon mannering at the warriors the the person who was making the promos for tv3 at the time when i was there uh used the phrase uh steve price um dumped or steve price axed or sacked as captain one of those type of uh, phrases they weren't my words they weren't the words from my story they weren't the words from my report steve price hit me up about it the next day and i had to say you're exactly right, and I, pol I apologise uh, to you for what that is. I looked him uh, straight in the eye and told him, that the main thing I've always set myself through my career, and I know many others do, is I try to say nothing that I wouldn't be prepared to say to that person if they were in front of me, right? And, and I've, I hate it when people say so-and-so is, uh, uh, is a grub or so-and-so uh, isn't, is, uh, isn't worthy, isn't good enough to wear the black jersey, whatever you want to say. I, I, you'll never hear me say that someone is not good enough. The effort on that occasion might not have been, but it's not my place to chastise with somebody who's, who's spent their lifetime building up training and whatnot to get there mm. is of that standard. I haven't played for the All Blacks. I haven't played NRL. I haven't played uh, for the Black Caps. I can't tell you what that standard is, but I've been around professional sport long enough uh, and got enough insights through an incredible uh, collection of, of journalists, uh, through administrators, coaches, and players to build up an in-depth knowledge of how it operates. And I'd say that I'd know more of how the professional environment operates than some professionals but it's not my place to ever lay that kind of rankle towards somebody and i get why people get frustrated with sports media i do i get why the other uh, other channels have uh, been created along the along the line but sports media is the gateway into the sport if that gateway gets shut you watch what happens it will lead to a, a massive diminishing uh, of it if a sport is uh is, is something that uh, journalism doesn't cover watch it fade Tremendously said, well put arguments, uh, fist pump, Sammy. But I want to know uh, what's out there. Now, this isn't me calling uh, for people to say, want to bag uh, the, the people that they dislike the least and all that kind of jazz, but I want to know, what is your level of faith in the sports media these days? Because you're here listening to SNZ and we're grateful to have you here. And we know that you love your sport and you love listening to uh, people have a good yarn and a good time having a, you know, taking the piss out of each other and, and having a talk. But where is your faith sitting with sports media these days? Is it getting a bad rap? Is anything I'm saying making sense to you? Do you does, is there anything uh, regarding the sports media landscape you want to get off your chest? Send us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine on double eight double three, or give us a call on 0800 150 Temper and Bedpost's range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort.